Oh my gosh, Jeff, I am in Matt, standing ovation mode. I like, can't stop crying. Uh, this movie was wonderful. We just saw Endgame, everybody. We're going to talk a whole lot about it. Some spoiler-free uh, up top, and then we're going to dive into all the spoilers and talk about what we loved, what we didn't like. I've got one thing I actually didn't like, Jeff. Yeah, me too. Oh, really? Ooh, it's probably just, the same thing. It might be the same thing. All right, guys. So, keep, stick around. Uh, movie was great. That's the first spoiler, but uh, we're going to get into it in just a moment right after this. Today's show is brought to you by Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash mcucast for $50 off your first order. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Well, if you have, if you are new to the podcast, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We cover everything Marvel, both the movies and the TV shows, and we really try to have a focus on like the connections between them and try to not only break down the shows themselves, but how they all interact. So if it's your first time joining us, which I know there's going to be a lot of new people finding the show this week, uh, please subscribe and check us out and stick around. We're going to be talking about all kinds of Marvel content as we go forward. Jeff Randall, we saw Endgame. God, dude, the day is finally here. It is such a good day. It, there was so much pressure on this movie to be great. And this movie delivered in spades. I've watched these movies for 11 years. Movies, every TV show, every bit of the Marvel Cinematic Universe I've consumed. And I've talked about it with you for hundreds and hundreds of hours. <laughs> hundreds of episodes. Yeah. And like 400 episodes. We, we've, we've spent weeks on these microphones talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it, this is, by all intents and purposes, a closure point. Um, we obviously know they're going to continue. But yeah, I mean, at least Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. <laughs> so we know we know there's stuff coming, but this is the big this is the big end of a story for that we've been telling for 11 years. So let's get into it. Tell me what in a spoiler-free manner, so we don't we if anybody's here who hasn't seen it yet. First off, go to see this movie. There are yeah, things that will be spoiled soon on the internet and on your social media. So don't, don't, don't sleep on this movie. It's really, really good. Um, that being said though, for everybody who has seen the movie, don't spoil it for the people who have not. Yeah. Don't spoil the end game. Give them a few weeks. Give or give them a week at least. Give them at least the, the weekend. Week. Now we're not going to give you that long. We're going to be spoiling it in about 10 minutes. <laughs> um, I can't wait that long. I know, right? We, 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 might, we might just dive in sooner. But let's talk about spoiler-free. What are your thoughts on Endgame, Jeff? This is this is not a film, sir. This is a cinematic adventure experience. This is the biggest. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was I was holding back from from thinking that this is the biggest cinematic event in. Like of all time, yeah. But it's the biggest cinematic event of all time, Matt. It, it really is. It's the biggest cinematic event of all time, but that's not saying too much because that's. I mean, it is saying a lot, obviously, but that just means that it's like a lot of money and time and resources went into it. No, and they tied a lot of things <laughs> together. But like this, I think I'm going to say it, and I, I may regret this in the future. 
Best movie ever? This is my favorite movie I've ever seen. Favorite? You, did you hear that guy's favorite movie? Yeah. Not quantified, not a category, top of all of the lists. Yes. This might, this is, I'm just saying it. This, as of this moment, this is my favorite movie I have ever seen. I, I would have to agree with that. Then it feels just really good to say it. It feels to so good go ahead to say, and say it. it. I, I, I just to talk <laughs> about the emotional experience of watching this movie. I cried God. multiple times, and I cried at moments that weren't sad. I'm not, so I'm not saying I'm not trying to reveal anything about the plot here. I was crying because the art on screen was so good. Yes. Have you ever had an experience where you weep because the yes. thing is so good? There's actually science behind that. Uh, your your body is 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 built in a way such that uh, whenever you are overwhelmed with emotion of any kind, anger, love, you know, just when you're overwhelmed with emotion, you start to tear up. Mm. It's like your your eyes are the vent for the emotions. Yeah. So my eyes were just pouring the whole time. It was beautiful. Like, yeah. Like, oh my god! Some of the things they were doing, some of the like plot points and the way they were tying things together, and this movie was just made for me. Like, there's things in this movie that are like very specifically me, and I think <laughs> I think they're very specifically a lot of us. I think they 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 it's fan serviced in the best possible way. Yes. Oh my god! It is eleven years worth of fan service. They have taken every good beat that the MCU has had so far and been like you know what a little nod to you guys a little wink there's so many great winks in the in this in this movie they had some really amazing deep continuity in here that tied to uh tied into everything that we've seen including television shows which they haven't done before yeah really yeah. so they, just, they they gave us a little a little wink and i i felt the Russo brothers looking directly at me. There were so many moments in this movie. I felt like this movie was looking directly at me. Yep. Uh, like some of the pop culture references are, that are made are just so perfect and so fitting for like some of my favorite stuff. It's just, it's just great, man. It is so good. And then like the actual character of it all. Like just the, the the character development of the main characters of this story that we've been watching for eleven years um, is is so good, and and there's I don't know how they're able to keep it so light and so heavy at the same time. God, yes, yes. Oh my God, it was like my emotions were just all over the place. That's why I kept crying. But in in one scene. Uh, not like one scene in particular, but like in any one scene, you could be taken from like, they're talking about the most serious, like nitty gritty. This is the worst thing that we could possibly be thinking of all the way over to like, this is a really funny situation back to, oh my God, this is really serious. And this is like really deep talk that we have to do. And then at no point did I feel that it was too much in any one direction for those things. It doesn't feel jarring and it feels organic. It feels organic. It also does it. it the jokes don't take away from the seriousness. Yeah. Even characters that are really like really lean heavily on humor in this movie. 
still have some serious emotional beats to deal with. Oh man, yes, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and because it's such an ending, like you kind of feel like no one's safe. There's actual danger for many characters. Like you just don't know which way it's going to go. Um, certain characters, like there really are moments of danger, and and you really feel it because anyone could die. This is in game, you know. Yep. This is this is the capstone project. This yep. is what they've been. This is what they've been building toward, and it shows. Like when we get. Because, you know, there has to be a spectacle. There has to be a big spectacle thing at the end. When they get to that spectacle, it's just insane. My mind was all over that theater. It was blown to hell and back. Yeah. It was crazy. They they kept so much under wraps in in this process. And unlike other big Marvel movies... They really did like not not let us know where it was going or what they were doing. We were talking about it up till the end, like what the story might be, and man, they had so many surpri- so many great surprises. Um, so I, I think that's about as much as we can do without spoiling anything. We, I, I hope <laughs> I hope we've done an okay job of not spoiling anything. Um, it's been really really difficult. Though. Yeah, it really has. So. We've actually, if you're listening to this, you're listening to a thing that we've already had to edit out a few spoilers that we mistakenly said. Um, <laughs> so you're welcome. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to do some extra editing to protect you from spoilers. Um, so. Protect you from spoilers from our dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Endgame yet, stop here. Go watch the movie. Come back and listen to this podcast later. Uh, if you have. Continue listening to us. We're going to give a spoiler alert in about 10 seconds. And then, so I'm giving you time. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Spoilers in three, two, one. Tony died. Old man <laughs> cap. We got Jarvis. I don't know what to say, man. We got so many things. Yeah. Oh I, my God. I, like I, we can talk about it now and I don't know what to say because I'm just so very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Great, perfect line right there. Oh my God. So, okay. If, if, uh, if we're just jumping right to the end like that, if we're going to talk about that sequence, that scene, that, that emotional moment. Sure. I feel like Pepper was talking to us when she was was talking to Tony, and she said, "We're gonna be okay." Actually, no, they're talking to Robert Downey Jr. Said, "We're gonna be okay. Right. We're gonna be fine. You can rest now." <laughs> That's funny. I, I think you might be right, and it does mirror uh, the, you know, obvious. Uh, movement of the actors who are, who are moving on, but uh, I did not get that. Like that didn't hit me that way. There was one moment that I felt was very clearly uh, a statement: um, the female empowerment moment. Ugh. You didn't like it. I'm sorry. That's the one one thing that I didn't like, mostly because it's not that I am not a fan of female empowerment. What I didn't like is who they rallied around. Cause okay, we're, we're in spoiler territory. So I can yeah, just say it. We can just so say it. Captain Marvel gets the glove. Spider-Man says to her, are you sure you can get through all of that? 
and then they kind of rally around her. Oh, she's got help. I'm like, she is literally the one character in this entire ensemble that doesn't need help to get through that. Right. I get that. That's fine. But I think the, I think the analogy there was, uh, Brie Larson literally going up against the trolls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. those, those, those other people, the, 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 the enemies were, I think, representing the internet trolls that tried to bring down Captain Marvel as a thing because it was a female led whatever, uh, before it even, that. and so I thought, I thought of that as like literally the other women in the cast standing around her going, we got your back. Like yep. we're, we're, we're a fe- we, we've got, lo- we've got a lot of female power here. Oh um, man. I liked it. I, I, it. I get it. I get why you wouldn't, but I did like it. I did think that was directly talking to the fans though. Yeah. I, I like her facing down the trolls. I like that analogy. I did not like that. They, that the, the females all rallied up around her to be like, ah, she's got help. Like she, 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 is the one that doesn't need it. The one, the one that doesn't need that. Right. Which honestly, after seeing her in this movie and, and obviously at the end of Captain Marvel, I don't know what they do to tell a Captain Marvel story going forward because she is O P A F. (laughs) Um, She is OPAF, man. (laughs) She is OPAF for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just don't know what to, I don't know how to tell a Captain Marvel story where she's in danger or she had, or there's any threat of her not winning. Right. I enjoyed the female empowerment moment. I did. I liked it. Okay. If that's, if that's the thing, then what was your one thing that you didn't like? Oh, do we, we're going to get into it right now? Cause it's real nerdy of me to not like it. Okay. Um, the way they brought old man cap. Really? Here's why. Okay, it's, no, you know, yeah, no, I got you. you I, I know you, exactly you know, what you're talking about. You know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, because you know... I do know what you're talking about, because earlier in the movie, they said that's not how it works. Yeah, they explained that if you're going back and making a change, that you're creating a divergent timeline. And then, because otherwise, then Thanos coming from his past, coming into the future like he did... um, then Thanos would have never done what he did in our timeline. Like, they're creating a new timeline, so when Thanos comes from that past, he's actually leaving an alternate timeline and coming to our future. Yep. Um, so, so anyway, they should have had him come through the portal. Instead, they chose to have him sit on a bench, which was a very beautiful scene. It was very nice. Uh, but it does not make sense. I don't see how Cap made it back to our timeline if he if he never came back through the portal he didn't change anything other than his name that's that's my headcanon for it is that he went back and didn't change anything he didn't wake himself up he didn't do anything special other than be that guy that peggy married exactly that's a huge change (laughs) no 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 like he he changed his name to not be steve rogers and then, ha- like, worked it with her to to keep the secret. And then he knew when he was going to come back to the timeline, like out of the ice. Sure, that's still so just changed to the timeline, though. Was it for sure? Like, was it according to the rules of the movie? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, okay, like, I'm not going to fight we never it real met, hard. This is we not, never met Peggy's husband, though. No, I'm not saying that she could. They couldn't have done it that way. But the 
kind the kind of time travel that they describe in the movie does not make sense with how they ended the movie. It was a beautiful ending, and I'm not going to die on this hill. I'm not going to talk about it a whole lot, but it okay. does kind of annoy me. If someone can tell me how it actually works, that it would work, I, I'd, I'd try to. I'd, I really want to make it work, but the problem is they they say that the one above all. What's her name? Not the one above all. Um, the Sorcerer Supreme, the ancient one. The ancient one. She she, yes. she she explains how time travel works. She does her Doc Brown on the chalkboard with her magic, and she shows the divergent timelines, which I freaking loved. Oh, so cool! That was it, a really cool thing. It was a really cool, especially sequence. how long the timeline was. Yeah, it was just like oh 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 okay. <laughs> and they made other changes in those timelines, like um, going back. And uh, I, I guess you could say going back and dropping the stones back in realigns the timelines. The problem is the Thanos problem. Thanos coming out of a timeline completely. I guess you could say that all the other timelines got realigned. And the one that Thanos came from is the only one that created a divergent timeline. Yeah. I yeah, guess. That's a- that is a divergent timeline where there was no Thanos to I collect guess the stones. You could say that. Okay. That 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 could make sense. That was also the latest one, uh, as far as time, because they went back to twenty twelve for um the three stones in New York and then they went to twenty thirteen for Thor the Dark World. Right. Uh for the Aether. And then they went to uh, Morag and Vormir, uh, in 2014 mm-hmm. for those two stones. Hmm. So it was the latest in the timeline. So all of the stones had been collected from those, you know, prior to him coming through, but he came through and it made it a virgin timeline where, you know, Thanos didn't exist, but then they wouldn't put all the stones back. So the only thing that's different in that is that Thanos is no longer there. And I suppose you could, if you really wanted to headcanon it, you could say that we don't know exactly what Tony did with his snap. We know that he got rid of all those people from their timeline. He could have sent them back to their own, but like it never happened. Maybe. Just saying. It's one way to make it work. If they if they somehow didn't create divergent timelines, but put all the stones back, and it never was changed, but then you still have a timeline where like Loki escaped, like that's yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> yep. Which also that means see here's the here's the problem. I have a feeling they're going to do something like Loki just escaped, so now they can bring Loki back in a future movie because he escaped in that. Well, they timeline. can they can bring Loki back in the Loki series. Yes. So, but, but still with their version of time travel, it's just a problem with time travel in general, but the way they seem to be doing it, they seem to be saying that when you, by taking that time, the stone out, by making those changes, you create a divergent timeline and you, when they go back to the future, they go back to their timeline. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I definitely don't want to talk about this anymore. There's so much good stuff to talk about. <laughs> um, I don't, we got the bat out of the way, so now we can gush. Right, right. Everything else in this movie I freaking loved. Um, yes. To have a canon problem that I feel like is probably a canon problem, and to still be my favorite movie of all time, 
Uh, I just, I'm watching it and just every moment is so good. Do you want to talk about some, some good canon? Yeah. Some good canon stuff. How about we got a nod from Agent Carter? Yes. We got a nod from the Agent Carter series. We got Jarvis. We got Jarvis from Agent Carter in 1970. Yeah, that was awesome. That was oh really, really, really awesome. It was the perfect way to do it. Because they, they just, like, you know, little dropper, extract Jarvis from there, deposit Jarvis here, and it was seamless. Like, it, people who haven't watched Agent Carter are just like, oh, that must be, that must be Jarvis. That, right. you know, Tony modeled the AI after. And, and the rest of us are like, yeah, that's exactly right. But also, that's the same actor who was in the Agent Carter series, so that's canon. Yeah, that was awesome. Really, really fun. Um, Let's see. What are some oh, characters man. we can talk about? I mean, obviously, the two big characters. The two that this movie was about. Really, I guess, I guess they, were, they really focused on Thor a good bit, too. But Tony and Cap, who you want to talk about first? <laughs> I want to talk about Hawkeye first. Okay. Dig in. Because that's where the movie started. Sure. The movie started with Hawkeye training his little girl on how to shoot. And, like, I offered it up to him. I offered it up to Marvel to be like, yeah, sure. You know, he's he, he can lose all of his people. They can all turn to dust. And that'll that'll send him down a rabbit hole. And then he'll get... You know, he'll get in a bad way and then he'll turn around and have to rejoin the team. Like, I offer that up as a fan who's not a writer. I didn't want you to do it. It hurt so bad to watch that happen. Yes, it did. I started crying. The whole first bit of this movie is so dark. I mean, you go from uh, him to Tony in space and it was just an insane insanely dark and somber way to begin the movie, which I mean, with the end of the last one, you had to, um, but man, it, it was, it was a bold way to do this movie. And, and speaking of sad moments, what about the amazingness of the fight sequence between Natasha and Barton trying oh, to kill themselves, <laughs> trying to be the one to sacrifice themselves for the other. Uh, it was so beautiful. It was. I was just like, no, God, these are these are two really good friends. And it, it was so beautiful and also so much fun. Like, how am I enjoying him blowing her up with an arrow? Like, right. it's, it's, it's such a weird scene. Like, I don't know how the Russos balance this movie in a way that I can't even imagine. It's just it's just so good, man. Yep, there was like I, I felt the turn in that in that sequence where after she dove off the cliff and caught him and then you know attached the thing and shot the shot the grappling hook, like I felt the tone shift there when he was holding on to her and he was just like, Oh god, no, no, it's it's supposed to be me. I'm the bad person here. And like at first it was just like, haha, I win, I get to be the one and then he actually has to he has to let go. Interesting. I feel differently about that scene. It never felt like those tones lived separately to me. Like there the, that entire fight felt like it, it it maintained the weight while still being fun somehow. 
Um, I just like hers that just, just, I think it's just the fun of seeing our heroes battle each other. Uh, is always fun. It's a, it's something they always do in all these movies. They always have the good guys fight for a minute. Um, and yep. in this one, we got that amazing scene where cap fought cap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is America's ass. That is America's ass. Oh man, I had I had read a review that kind of uh, kind of spoiled that Cap uh, took a moment to admire his own buttocks, <laughs> and it was one of those negative reviews that I like to read, where it's just like you know, let me find out what why it is they don't like it because I'm already on the bandwagon. I'm going to like the movie, but like, why do these other people not like it? And that was one of the things that he listed, and I'm just like, okay, so you just have no joy in your soul. Okay, that's why you didn't like the movie. Yeah. Ah, man. Okay. So, Cap felt... He felt a lot more... Jaded. Like, there was this... There was this I don't want to say stark difference, but there was a, a noticeable, definable difference between Cap that was in the Battle of New York and Cap that went back in time. Because, like... Yes, for sure. I almost wanted him to call it out. Like, I wanted him to be like, and they loosen kinda up did, a little, though. man. He kind of did, though, where like he hit him and he's like, I could do this all day. And he's like, yeah, I know. Oh, God. I freaking loved it so Shut much. Shut up. That was the best line. <laughs> yes. yes. Could do this. Uh, yeah, I know. God. God. And how about his Hail Hydra? Oh, man. It was so good. Oh, man. That... That elevator, like, when I saw them in the elevator, I was like, oh, no. And then the elevator opens, and he's standing there, and he gets in. I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do the thing. And then he just snuck it on off with the Hail Hydra, and I was like, oh, but uh, oh, I still liked it. <laughs> it was such a great subversion of the expectation. It was. It was It was a great callback to the, the original elevator scene. Oh, yeah. And then... It was such a perfect, like, it was almost even a, uh, a little, like, it could have been a little nod to, um, oh god, the what comic was it? Secret book? Empire. Yeah. Secret Empire comic. The recent comic. Yep. I thought, I thought it was, um, a re- like having Cap's Hail Hydra is a very, is, I think, a nod to that book. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, man. Um, okay. So, Cap was amazing. His, his like we we called it a couple weeks ago on the cast that we thought he might go back and spend the rest of his life with Agent Carter, uh, but it did not disappoint. I loved it, um, minus my one problem with it, but that's okay. Um, yep. I think I've I think I've sufficiently headcanoned it for myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the way that he handed off the shield. Yeah. Oh so my god! I've wanted whole... it for Sam for a long time. Yep. Yep, and uh, he asked him how it felt. Like he said to try it on. He said, "How does it feel?" And Sam said, "Like it, like it belongs to someone else." And he says, "But it doesn't." Yeah. Oh my god, it was just so weepy. <laughs> like I'm overwhelmed again. I also, I think it was a line from First Avenger. You probably remember better than I do. Um, but the last, one of the last things that Cap says to Winter Soldier when he says. Um, don't do, Don't anything, do anything stupid. stupid until I get back. How could I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Isn't that from First Avenger? Yeah, that's it was swapped. They swapped it. Yeah, when he when he goes off to war. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's a, like that's such a small like nod. It just, how did they balance all this stuff and still make a compelling good film? How? How was it done? <laughs> how did amazing. you do this, Joe and Anthony Russo? I am completely down for whatever you guys make forever. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching more Joe and Anthony Russo movies. I really hope they do more Marvel stuff, though, honestly. Yep. Because it, they've, they've found a way to do what so many people can't do, which is, like, balance the needs of a universe to, like, you know, tease the next thing, to build character moments and all this stuff, um, but still make a compelling narrative within the movie itself. Man, I ate good this week, Jeff. How good did you eat, sir? I ate so good. Well, the way you said that sounded like you were setting me up for a joke. I don't have a joke, but I did have a wonderful meal box plan this week. Oh, yeah? Was from, it the same one that I got? I think it was from a brand new sponsor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, brand new sponsor to the show. Green Chef. It was, and it was great, man. Really, really good. I had some teriyaki meatballs, teriyaki uh, pork meatballs, and some chicken skewers, and it was wonderful. Yes, it was. Uh, Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Green Chef is now also owned by HelloFresh. They've joined forces to create one awesome company with a wide variety of mealbox offerings. Tell us about what those various meal plans are. Like, this is kind of insane to me. I've done a lot of meal services in the past. You know, we've talked about HelloFresh on this show. Uh, We love HelloFresh. And I've done some lesser uh, meal boxes in the past, and th- this is amazing that they have this many options. Most of the time, it's like you can pick from a few meals, but this is a crazy amount of meal plans. Yeah, I thought that HelloFresh had it really good, where you know you could pick from a, a large number of meals, but as many meals as there are in a week, there are that many plans to choose from on on Green Chef. For instance, their meal plans include Paleo. Vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten free, and omnivore. And there's a carnivore family option. Yeah, there is. That's what we got. <laughs> we got the carnivore family option. Yes. Oh. And you know what? That carnivore family is so freaking simple. It's like, you know, like, like they've, like we've said about HelloFresh, you know, they're quick and easy and they've got step by step instructions. They've got chef tips. Uh, there's photos on all of the, all the recipes to kind of guide you along. But this one is so easy that my 10 year old daughter was able to make it without any supervision before any of us got home to be like, Hey, look what I did. Oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. Right? You know, I had a similar experience. My girlfriend was able to do it. Uh, before I She's much more capable than my 10-year-old. <laughs> I mean, you know, you say that. <laughs> Just kidding. I, okay, I would hope. My girlfriend's amazing. Um, she would not listen to this anyway. No, but yeah, she she uh, she pulled up. I have made all of our HelloFresh meals in the past, and she was so interested in this one, she actually pulled up and made it herself. Uh, it was awesome. Nice. It was awesome to come home to a freshly, just like, done meal. Um, it was great. Really, really wonderful. And not only that, but... You know, with all of these many plans, you can actually stick to a meal plan now, like like you have done. You can actually achieve some goals. That's right. 
They make achieving your 2019 goals easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around. Yeah, man, I will absolutely be using these guys. Uh, just such clean, um, like high quality ingredients, you know, uh, really good. They made this kale salad. I normally don't like kale. The kale was so good, and the way they had it prepared, I actually really, really love the kale salad. Um, <laughs> loved it. I freaking loved it. And I'm not a kale guy, but man, they won me over with this one. Absolutely, absolutely. So guys, if you would like to get some great, healthier, wholesome, high-quality food into your households, really should try these guys. Go to greenchef.us slash mcucast for $50 off your first order. That's actually insane. That's a really good deal, $50 off your first order. Yep. Um, it's not even over your first few boxes like we've had in the past. So this is a really good one. If you've been looking for a way to support the podcast and try one of these sponsors out, this is a really great opportunity to do it. $50 off your first order, greenchef.us slash mcucast. Uh, what about Tony? What did you think of, t- how did you think Tony fared in this movie? I think, like, at first I didn't like how Tony came back, but, you know, he, for him it was just like a few days that he was gone. And for, you know, for me it was a year. I've had a year to deal with it. I've had a year to deal with him being in space, you know? And right. kind of like come to grips with everything. But when he came back and he was such an asshole to everybody and, you know, especially Cap, the way that his his relationship with Cap has withered, I will say. Yeah. I just, honestly it thought... It breaks my heart. The acting of Robert Downey Jr. in those first few scenes, he, I think he lost weight for those first few scenes. I, uh, you know, he'd been stuck yeah. on the ship with no food and water, and he looked like he'd lost weight. He looked like he was, like, almost drug-addled. Like, he was just, you know, he's recovering from this traumatic basically starving himself and not having water or food and toward the end air. And he's just, uh, it was just such good acting on Robert Downey Jr.'s part. I really love, I, I, I hear you being upset at him, I guess, uh, in those moments. No, I'm just but, mad at the character. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. The character. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was, I thought it tracked pretty well from where he was before. Yeah. And he made it, he makes, you know, a valid point about, from his perspective, Civil War never ended exactly, and if Cap had just fallen in line, maybe they would have been ready for Thanos. Yeah, maybe they could have. Uh, they could have been there all together. Because God, he even he mentioned it from uh, from Age of Ultron. He took the specific freaking words from Age of Ultron, saying, "You know, you said that we can't do that. I said we'll lose." And then mm-hmm. you said, we'll do that together. And then you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And he is going after Cap, too. When he calls him a liar. Yeah. Oh, God. That was rough, because that's not Cap. You know, Cap isn't a liar. Captain America is many things, but a liar he is not. <laughs> um, man. I, I want to analyze more. Um, I'm trying to think, like, if they had to sacrifice... What all they had to sacrifice? Because the whole thing, this whole thing is, we don't trade lives, and then this one was whatever it takes. So we we lost Natasha for the Soul Stone. Yep. Uh, we we lost Tony 
to, um, you know, bring it all to a close. Were, were there any other losses that we had that, that, that like, they traded any of their lives? Because I, I felt like, I almost felt like they didn't lose enough in this uh, journey. <laughs> they lost. They, 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 they lost, like it. Just is such a big, crazy, adventurous journey. I, I was like, a lot of them lost time. Sure. <laughs> I was actually surprised it was only five days for Scott. No, five hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Right. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's the thing, though. Like everybody else has had time, you know, they've had that five years to kind of come to grips with it, and you know, Cap and Nat maybe stewing about it still, and be you know just kind of angry, but they've had time to deal with it and and come to grips with that all this happened, and Scott has had like he had five hours of not knowing, and then he popped out, and then now he's got however long it took him to kind of you know, walk around San Francisco with his little wagon and then get the, get the truck out or get the, the van out and take it to upstate New York. Like he's had a very short amount of time to come to grips with everything and even find out what all the hell happened. So we've got this one guy who's still dealing with it or rather still finding out and having to deal with it. And everybody else is telling him to calm down and just to, to kind of move on or, you know, oh, your idea is stupid. And he's just like, no, I, we can undo this. Yeah. Man, what about, so in this movie, they bring everyone back five years after. So that impresses me a lot because they have now committed. They've committed to that five year jump. Yeah. Okay, also, I just now realized I'm kind of mad about it. Why? Because uh, all the other shows don't make sense. Okay. Um, Shows like Cloak and Dagger, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will have to see. I have a feeling they're going to do something with it on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but... If no one's disappearing, because in the, in the timeline of the Avengers, everyone disappeared and everyone came, had to come back five years later. So if they don't do that on shows like, I guess, I guess Daredevil might be over. Those shows might all be over. Um, but there's a five year period there where they've got to, you know, somehow figure out what happened with this disappearances. And I guess you can't really write that. You can't write around that, especially when it comes to shows like Cloak and Dagger and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Mm, that's going to be an issue. Hmm. I mean, the, the only way that it can make sense for Cloak and Dagger um, is that it happens, you know, Clo- that Cloak and Dagger happens at a different point in the timeline. Sure. But I think uh, we're, I think it happens last year or whatever so far i I think Uh, i may be wrong i don't know that they've necessarily specified a a time frame for it right Mm. it'll be interesting to see if they if they handle it because we all assumed they were just going to bring everyone back like they never disappeared but they didn't do that and so that that to me is very interesting i also was surprised you know we saw peter meet up with um his friend at the end um, from Sp- Spider-Man Home, uh, Homecoming. Ned. Ned, yeah. Um, well, his friend 
could have been five years older. Yeah, I think that uh, he must like, have disappeared were, too. He he must have disappeared too because they were both still in high school, right? So, w- but what's weird about that is the weird thing is everybody is going to have this weird five year thing happen where yeah. like, they either live those five years or they didn't. <laughs> well, yeah. There's the thing about this. There's going to be the, like. My my lady came up with this one uh, while we were sitting in the theater going through the credits. She said, there's going to be several situations where someone who was the older sibling is now the younger sibling. Yeah. Or, like, or, how do you just change that dynamic? Or like that? people that were 15 and dating, suddenly one of them is 20 and one's 15. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know? Uh, or you can turn that to 18 and 23, which I guess that's not that weird. Or, you know, you... You were away from your child for five years, and they grew up without you, a la Scott Lang. Yes, exactly. Which, I'm excited that Cassie's older. That's cool. Yep. She, man. I, I kind of wanted her to be stature, but she didn't. Yeah, they didn't go there, but I think they will. I think that's part of bring, making her older. He said, you're so big, and I just I chuckled in the theater. <laughs> Like he looked at her and patted her, and he's like, "Oh, you're so big!" And I was like, mm-hmm, "Yes, from good." A, uh, oh, here's another shot I had a problem with, from a effects perspective, or like just a making sense perspective. When Ant Man grows into Giant Man and like lets the Hulk, uh, and I think it was the Hulk and Hulk War Machine and. And uh, rocket and rocket out of he like lets them out of his hand. How did they get in his hand when he was small? <laughs> uh, while he was growing, he grabbed them. And yeah, then but one of one of them is the Hulk. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't really make a lot of sense, and honestly, it didn't even look very good. Like I thought that was a weird shot. He like opens his hand, and it looks like they grew out of his hand. Like his hand did not look big enough to hold them still even when he's releasing them and then much less where it was, was his hand big enough when he was tiny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was I don't weird. know, man. It was a weird know. shot. But then that led into like one of the best shots ever with the, the army of the good people and all the heroes on the left and, and giant man standing at the, at the back of it. And the army of outriders and necrocrat or the, the, what were they? The Necropilots or whatever. Um, and Thanos, like his army, all charging from the right. And the, the, the dark skies on the right. And the, the light shining down on Cap from the left. Like, oh my god. That, yeah. that was visually one of the best things I've ever watched. Yeah, that final battle, man. It was, it was amazing. It, it had a lot of great moments and it was hilarious. <laughs> Just, and of course, when they open it all and bring in all the characters from everything and he says the line, we didn't, th- we talked about it. We didn't think he would. He says it. Avengers yep. Assemble. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> he says Avengers Assemble. And for any anime fans out there, uh, the Fate series, Gilgamesh, Gate of Babylon, very similar to what was going on there, right? Yeah, only me on the on the yep, cast talking yep, about yep, it, but only you on this cast. You know, <laughs> it was. We're gonna get a tweet from one person that's just like, 
I like that show, and you're right. But it's okay. It's okay. The uh, the multiple slingering holes, uh, portals, that uh, everybody was coming in through, like, just, that was incredible. Yeah. And, God, the way that, the way that Strange and, and, and Tony were interacting at the end where, you know, he was like, you, you saw 14 million and, blah, and like just kind of mumbled the numbers. Like you mm-hmm. saw that many timelines and you said there was one, is this the one? He said, if I tell you what happens, it won't happen. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh God, he's going to die. Oh no. He's going to have to sacrifice himself. Which actually, and, I don't love that. I, I liked it when he said it, but if, what is he, is he saying that, he wouldn't make that play if he knew he was gonna, it was gonna sacrifice himself, which is kind of a, a step backwards for his character, because the whole thing is he's not the guy to make the sacrifice play, but then he ends up being that guy at the end of the Avengers. Uh, does he now have too much to live for with his child that he wouldn't have done what he did? Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a little girl. Oh my god, that little girl. When Happy was talking to her at the end. Yeah, it was real sweet. The cheeseburgers. And she's like, I want cheeseburgers. And I'm like, you said it wrong. You want an American cheeseburger. (laughs) 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 Just all the little nods in this. Like, this movie is my, it's my movie. This is my movie. Because, like, this, all of the nods, all of the little just thrown in there stuff that's a nod to something that's happened, you know, earlier in the universe, early in the earlier in the MCU. Just that's how I live my life. I don't actually think up things on my own. I just reference other movies. So this was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this was fan service of the highest order, but it did not sacrifice it being just a good movie. Yes, yes. So we talked about Cap. We talked a little bit about uh, a little bit about Tony. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about on those characters before we move on to obviously the best character? Tony was interesting to me because he he obviously there's been this through arc of him being willing to sacrifice himself, and it almost seems like at the end maybe he wasn't going to be willing if that's what. Strange was saying, which is not necessarily what Strange was saying. Strange might be saying, if I tell you what's going to happen, you're going to try to do it too quickly or whatever. You have to figure it out for yourself. So that's not necessarily a problem, but it is a little strange. Um, The other through line that we've had for a bunch of movies now is him giving up the suit to finally find rest and stop being Iron Man. And he doesn't think that he can. Um, and in this movie, he makes the decision once again to do it, but this time with Pepper's uh, blessing, which I, I enjoyed that Pepper was like, I've tried to stop you for years, and you're just going to do it, and <laughs> I'm here to support you. And I really liked that a lot. The, she said that trying to stop you has been the one failure in my life. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, yes, yeah, so let's get to your your man, your man Thor. My boy, um, my uh, my big Thorbowski over here. <laughs> he was definitely played for laughs the the majority of screen time that he had yep. in this um, movie. But 
they really brought it around with him having a conversation with his mother. Oh man. And then by the end, getting getting Milner back and having Milner and Stormbreaker together, oh, it was just so much fun. Yes, God, yes, and like the the conversation that he had with his mother, where she like she just knew that he was from the future, and he's like, "What are you talking about? I you know I'm, I wear this stuff. You know, this is me." Mm-hmm. And she said, "She said I see." With more than my eyes, you know that boy. Yeah, I was raised, I was by, raised witches. by witches. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! Good real cool. Lord, she just ah, she tore him apart. She tore me apart. Like he started bawling about how much he missed her, and I was like, "I miss you too, Renee Russo." Just not even realizing that, like her the 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 regalness that she brought to the movies, even for her limited screen time. Yeah. It just, it really showed off the, the majesty of, of Asgard as a whole. Yeah. Like her presence, it really drives home that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah. I loved, I loved Thor's Thor's arc. Um, I liked the, he, where he ended up. He is going to be an Asgardian of the galaxy. Yes, I've been saying that term. We have, yeah, we've said that on the <laughs> podcast a bunch. That's awesome. They they used it. So someone wrote, I think it was uh, Brian Keegan, wrote me on Facebook right after. He's like, have you seen it yet? I was like, I just watched it. It just came out of it. He's like, you guys called so much. It's <laughs> like, yeah. We really did. Kind of kind of called a lot of things, uh, which, you know, is a lot of it had to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're we're just following the logical points. A lot of times. Yeah. You know, a lot of it was, you know, we're just following the logical points, but also, like, these are the things that we would like to see happen, or, um, you know, the things that kind of have to happen. Yeah. Speaking of things I wanted to see happen. Tell me about something you wanted to see happen. Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk. The Professor, actually, is the the name from the comics. Okay. So much fun. So He's wearing much shirts fun. now. He's wearing shirts. He's like, I'm wearing shirts now. <laughs> He's dabbing <laughs> with the kids. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's oh my so God. good. Uh, uh, I will take it. He's like, I 100% will take a picture with you. And then he's like, I can't. I can't do this. Can Yeah, my hands are too big. Can you do the picture thing? <laughs> I was surprised Scott knew exactly how to use the technology of five years in the future. Right. <laughs> like maybe that phone that phone's probably a little weird for him. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. That that could be a um no nah, smartphones were around five years ago. Oh, they weren't I, as... I know, I'm just saying like it might it's probably a little different. Probably not that much. Yeah. Probably not that much. I mean the camera function is it hasn't really changed. Yeah, I'm just just saying. <laughs> I know, I know. And then the kid like I don't know who you are. I don't want to take a picture with you. Like, oh, he's like so he's funny. actively shaking his head. No. Yeah. Like, he's like I don't want to take no, a picture. No, with no. You, you feel bad. Phone. The kids. The kids will be happy to do it. <laughs> I love this. And like while that's happening, they're trying to have a conversation about like we have to break the timeline. Yep. God. Just the the balance in there. We got through. We got okay. So we talked about the, the last to talk about. Uh, f- we talked about it a little bit earlier, but Natasha, Natasha, 
she i mean she just made the sacrifice play man i, I don't she she's taken this whole world onto her shoulders the whole galaxy universe under her shoulders. She's been running this sort of like special ops team that's trying to help out all over the galaxy. That was really cool. Um, and then just her being like, you know, I've been doing everything I could to take take care of this to undo what happened. Um, and this is all I can do. Man, we didn't yeah. talk about. We had talked to so many different ways this might go down, and what, what we we did not talk about them possibly going fighting Thanos and winning. <laughs> they yeah. straight up go and kill Thanos in like the first twenty minutes, and then you're like, "Well, I guess movie over." <laughs> uh, yeah, it's right. And, oh, like oh, they got they just got to deal with it, don't they? And then of course we get we get the thing that we got, which is a time travel story, which I freaking love. Yep. Oh man. Yep. And it was a heist movie. Time heist. Time heist. Oh, they should have called it Avengers Time Heist. Oh, yes. I would have been on board. But then that would have given oh, it yeah, away. For sure. I'm glad they didn't. But it's pretty pretty <laughs> funny. Time Heist was real good. I love that I love that Tony was just like, What what were you what are you gonna call this? Time Heist. Time Heist. Oh yeah. No, yeah, it's absolutely what you should yeah. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> I loved <laughs> Banner Banner trying to do time travel before Tony got involved was amazing. Oh my lord, yes. I, when Scott comes back, I think somebody peed my suit. I don't know if it was baby me or old me or me me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And one of my favorite lines in the whole movie was Banner saying, Time travel. Scott's saying it's a joke, right? And he's saying, "I don't know, man. We're talking about time travel here. It's either all a joke or none of it is." <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then they constantly are referencing other back other time travel stories. I loved when Scott was naming different time travel movies, and he says, "Die Hard." Oh wait, not Die that Hard. One. No, wait, not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bold to, in the middle of the story that wraps up your entire timeline, like the, the story that wraps up to tell a time travel story, like that's so good and so neat. And, you know, we even talked about the connection between it and the finale of Star Trek The Next Generation, that Feige mentioned that movie, be, that episode being an inspiration. And the thing we talked about was the three timelines. And how yep. that probably is going to intersect with this. And it did, sure enough. They went to three timelines, and they were concurrently trying to win three different things in three different timelines to get everything to, you know, harmonize properly. thought that was real yep. fun. It was real fun. Yep. And then they ended up having to, uh, you know, wing it a little bit. Yes. And they apparently freed a Loki in a universe. I don't know if he'll make his way to our universe or if he already is because yeah. Cap is. They didn't go and fix that. No, they didn't. So Loki might be free in a universe, maybe our universe. We just don't know. We don't know with this time travel how it works exactly. Um, I wish they'd been a little more explicit with that because I feel like there's some flaws in the time travel mechanics, but it's hard to make a time travel story that doesn't have some sort of... Yeah, there's you have to make some consolations. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I'm okay with what they did. I'm okay with it. Like, oh, 
not only that, but you know, if we're talking, you know, multiple realities, like the the branch timeline multiverse theory, right, is basically what happened in this movie. We got we got them. We got okay. Sorry, we have people like Thanos' army coming through the portal from another dimension or another another universe. Yeah, we had an incursion. We had an incursion. Yeah. So they did, we talked about them possibly introducing the idea of alternate realities, and they definitely did that. Yeah. Yeah, they set the precedent there, right there. Like, yeah. right in front of our faces, And too. really didn't even hardly talk about it. Yeah. It wasn't even a thing. Like, they, they were just like, oh, yep, this is how it's got to be. To the casual observer, it could seem like they made a mistake where, oh, whoa. I don't know the way the, they 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 throw some senses out early on to establish how time travel is going to work, and then they go on about it. But man, to the casual observer, it's like, oh wait, how did Thanos come from the past? If he's in the future, it's because he's in a divergent timeline. Um, and they they yep. the ancient one was clear about that. Yep, I'm glad that they had her little sequence there to like it was it was the easy retrieval, you know, right. But it was also like it was a good it was a good time to bring her back. It was a good time to give the hard nod to to Doctor Strange's movie, and like having her explain everything, kind of it, like it really gave a lot of credence, a lot of um, a lot of I don't want to say maturity to the the theory that that Banner had kind of laid out, or to the divergent timeline theory. But it really like it gave it some weight and like, you know, put a real, a real voice to it. Well, yeah, she's a trustworthy source. Like she Except knows. That's what I'm trying to say. God, thank you. <laughs> yeah. She's a trustworthy source of, for that information. Like banner, you're kind of like, well, maybe he's right. Maybe not. He doesn't know. It's either, all, it's either all a joke or none of it is. He doesn't right? know. Like, he sent time through Scott rather than Scott through time. <laughs> 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 so good. Uh Guys, if you didn't have fun with this movie, I don't know what your problem is. It's so, You're doing it wrong. so much You're fun. You're movieing wrong if you didn't have fun with this movie. Yeah, it's real good. Well, man, we're hitting about an hour, and as all of you know, we're recording this after we saw the movie, so it's late. Um, it's yep. actually tomorrow now. Um, <laughs> so It's in, been tomorrow for an hour for me. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're in a different time zone. It's like a time travel story right here on the podcast. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> every um, week. Every week. Any other things you want to dive into uh, about this this plot or any characters that we didn't touch on? Oh, snap do They changed the Guardians. They did. Oh, oh, gosh, yes. Thank you for bringing it up. Gamora, man. Gamora, man. She's still dead. Well, but she's, she's not dead, dead but they because we have divergent character. Gamora. Yeah, we have a different timeline Gamora. Yeah, that's very and then, interesting. <laughs> and then Quill tried to, you know, tried to get all sweet with her, not realizing that it was not her. Yes, and she double kneed him. And he said, "You missed the first time, but you got both of them with the second one." Yes. I really loved it. I love that she's back. I love that, that I love that there's still consequences for her death, even though we're still going to get the character going forward. Yeah, well, we we 
kind of get the character. We get the character without the the experience. Yeah. So it's a that different, sh- that very different seen. character. Yeah. So we get, we we yeah we effectively get a different iteration of Gamora. Like this, this is a what if Gamora. It is. It is and different timeline Gamora. Mm. And she didn't stick around. She just dipped. She just right. was like. Audi 5000. Which makes me wonder, like, who is she going to be? She did turn good and save Nebula and kill her Nebula, but I... Well, Nebula Nebula killed killed her her Nebula. Nebula. (laughs) That's really hard. Lots of Nebulas, in a sense. It's bad for structure. I believe Um, it's Nebulae. All the Nebulae killed each other. It's too nebulous. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So I guess Guardians 3 is going to be the search for Gamora. Yeah, something like that. Man, they really changed it up on... Like, if you're just a Guardians fan and you're just watching the Guardians movies, it is really strange that Thor is going to be there now and Gamora is not going to remember the first two movies. It's really strange. It's a strange thing to do. Yep. It's... Oh, man. I love how much, how many consequences there are to this all. We really thought we were going to get a reset. Like, the reason we all thought it was going to be a time travel story is because we all thought it was going to be a reset story. But they didn't reset it. Yep. They brought all the, all the stones to this divergent reality, brought everybody back, and then put the stones back where they came from. So, what do you think they're going to do on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Just to really get off topic. Oh, God, man, that's going to be... Is it going to be set five years in the future, or is it going to be set immediately after the snap? Uh, that's, uh, that's hard to say, because they could, I mean, they could just get, you know, a ship going into space, and right. head into space, and then, like, get snapped and be like, oh, shit, and then what do they do, you know? Yeah, are or, they going to lose half the cast all of a sudden? Like, it's going to be strange, man. Like, I think part of the reason they kept it till now is because they wanted to respond to whatever they did with the in-game. But I wonder when they shared the information about what they're doing in in-game with them. Yeah. Or if they even did at all. Right. Are they, are they scrambling right now to insert some lines about how everyone disappeared? <laughs> oh gosh. Are they going to just add an edited thing where it's like five years later? Cause they didn't have, they didn't have screenings for like Robert Downey Jr. had his first screening on like Sunday. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah, I don't know what they're well, going to do with Agents of Shield. I really don't. So, with the way that it ended, I would think that it's really easy for them to have just been traveling in space for five years, and they can just you know call it. Yeah, I guess so. But are half of them going to be five years older? <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to come back and be like, "Oh, uh, that was weird. How you guys disappeared for five years?" Yeah, it'll be weird. It'll be weird. Anyway. Uh, back to, back to Endgame. Back to Endgame, man. So, the, God, there's so many characters to talk about at the end. Cause, okay, we have not talked about one of the best moments. Oh, yeah. What is it? Not, it's, okay, it's not what I would like to call Rune King Thor. Um, cause it's not technically Rune King Thor, but it's kind of Rune King Thor when he had the double hammers. But when Cap got Mjolnir. Yes. 
and just started wailing upon Thanos. And Thor says, I knew it. I knew it. And God, you still, okay. Cap is a really, really skilled fighter. The things that he can do with a hammer that has returning on it and the shield that bounces off of damn near anything, the things that he could do with those two things in tandem mm-hmm. is mind blowing. It's bonkers. Yeah, I loved when he threw the shield behind Thanos and then threw the hammer at the shield and, the, and caused that sort of blast to happen. Yep. So much fun. He throws the hammer, bounces the shield off the hammer to hit him. Just, oh my God, it's such, Cap is a badass. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this again. I I, I need to, I need like three or four more viewings because it's so long. So much happens. It really didn't feel like it was that long a movie. Like I was sitting there for the entire three hours and 58 minutes or 58 seconds. And the whole time I'm just like, there's no, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't strip away from this. I don't have to use the bathroom. There is nothing in the world more important than this right here. Oh yeah. I stopped drinking water at like 3 p.m. today. <laughs> and then, and then I peed. I actually had kind of a bad, bad experience in my theater. Um, because the, uh, we, we, we got 20 minutes into the movie. It's supposed to be 3D. We started watching it. It was not 3D. And it kept doing this sort of like, it didn't look right. The screen looked kind of too dark and it kept dimming and brightening. It was real, it was real strange. And then finally, 20 minutes into the movie, a guy came into the theater and yells, excuse me, we realize the movie is not in 3D. Uh, we're going to stop it and start it over in 3D. Oh God. And, I, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> like everyone's screaming, like I'm really upset. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they, they, and then they said, okay, well, we'll, uh, we'll try to, st- we'll start it where you guys were. And I was like, okay, good. And so they started up wherever, where we were, except they didn't. They started it like 20 minutes after where we were. Oh man. And so then everyone's screaming even louder and everyone's like, we didn't expect to get spoilers during the movie. We were like going to see the movie. <laughs> we didn't expect to get spoiled now. We've avoided spoilers for weeks and now you jump in 20 minutes ahead. Anyway, we didn't really get too much spoiled for me. Like they, they, so anyway, they, then they just started the movie over. So I got to watch the first 20 minutes twice. <laughs> Oh man, that's rough. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I'm sorry it was, that happened. It to was you. bad. It was bad. I was really pissed off when it happened just because I'm I was really feeling it. But then the movie was so long that I really got over it. Like I really had forgotten about it by the end. Like you know, it just felt it. It was such a long movie, not in a bad way. I don't think it, I never felt like I wanted to leave or felt like it should be over. It all felt good, but it definitely like felt like so much happened. There was so much movie in this movie. Mm-hmm. And we've been saying there's got to be so much movie in this movie. And then I feel like we didn't properly quantify just how much movie was going to be in this movie. There's so yeah. much movie. There's so much movie. My God. Surprise Korg and Meek out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And Valkyrie. Valkyrie was a badass first off. Valkyrie's a badass. Total badass. And then they give her... Uh, the to become king of Asgard, I guess. Yeah, to give her the new position. King and or queen? King or queen of Asgard. Um, that was awesome. Oh, and did you notice that uh, that where they were, uh, Tonsberg, yes. Norway? That is the that's the the first place that they showed in 
Uh, first Avenger, the first Thor movie. Oh, okay. With the casket of endless winners, that's where that's where they froze the 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 people. But isn't that the same place where they get the uh, Tesseract from in the first Avenger? I. I that's be- a good question. I believe it is. I, I, at least I remember those two places being the same place, which is why it was like, "Ooh, why is this?" You know? Yeah. Um, because apparently, an Asgardian, at maybe after that battle or whatever, might have left the Tesseract on Earth hidden um, in that tree painting or whatever. Yeah, uh, or etching. Yeah, it's such a oh man. No, uh, yeah, it was I, in it was in Tonsberg. Yeah, I thought so. I am absolutely satisfied. Are you satisfied? Do you feel like they gave you everything you wanted? Uh, They didn't give it to me enough times. (laughs) Right. Well, that's called repeat viewings. Okay. I'll I'll just have to give them more money. Yes. I will be giving them more money. I'm completely okay with that. I've got that AMC A list now, so I'm just going to be going back for free like every day. (laughs) That works. That works. Mm -hmm. Um, So speaking of money... Uh, what do you think that this, what do you, what are you calling it at that this movie is gonna pull in on opening weekend? Oh, on opening weekend, 200 million. 200 million is, I'm assuming that's all, uh, domestic? Uh, yes. I have no idea what, what it's, uh, oh. projected at. Uh, it's being projected at, uh, Around two forty, two sixty, somewhere in that range, I think. Let me double check. Uh, but apparently, on Box Office Mojo, uh, opening day internationally, it got one hundred and sixty nine million. One hundred and sixty nine million opening day internationally. Wow, that's pretty nuts. That is. Uh, let's see. By comparison, Infinity War. <clears throat> Weekend. Uh, domestically, it got $257 million in the first weekend. And this movie, Endgame, outsold the pre-sales. Like, the, the pre-sales outsold Infinity War four times over within the first week. That tickets were on sale. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's this. This is like this is definitely. I mean, obviously, it's a billion dollar movie. Um, I don't know what it'll hit though. I mean, it could hit two billion. I think it could pretty easily hit the two billion mark. I mean, there's um, only like one or two movies that have done that, right? Uh, there's a couple. Um, let's look at box office all time. Uh, worldwide, one, two, three, four movies that have done that. Avatar has two point seven. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, curious about. I wonder if it will hit Avatar numbers. Yeah, Avatar has two point seven eight million. I'm sorry, billion. Titanic has two point one eight seven. Uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens has two point oh six eight, and Avengers: Infinity War has two point oh four eight. Okay, man. Yeah, this, I think it'll definitely hit the two billion mark. And it, this one, I think, is more rewatchable 
than Infinity War. I love Infinity well, War. It, it ends on a better note. For sure. I, I, Infinity War, you don't watch it and then immediately want to put it back on. You need a therapy first. Right. Oh, man. The, uh, the therapy business in the MCU is going to is going to experience a spike because there's going to be a bunch of people that were gone for five years and they remember themselves getting dusted. Yeah. Peter was saying, you remember when I got all dusty? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like I felt myself die. I, I felt myself turn to ash and then I came back and it's five years later. How do you deal with that? Yeah. It's going to be crazy, man. I can't believe they did that in the big, like, like that, that's a huge event. I mean, the attack on New York was the event that they used to try to tie all the, like, Netflix shows to this. Like, you could have whole, you could have tons of shows where that's kind of like this big thing happened to the world. I mean, I, like, I'm just like, the, the logistics of the world, like, how, how it's all going to function, like, that many people disappearing is a big deal. That many people just showing back up is also a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the is. food and the, like, I don't know. It was interesting that one line, uh, man, it really, really brought into question the whole thing when Cap came through and said he saw some whales in the Hudson Bay. And he said, you know, uh, less people, less ships, less pollution. Maybe the whales are doing better. Oh, man. And she said, don't tell me to see the bright side. He said, yeah. For of course, a habit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but that, that's interesting that they went there because, like, they basically said, yeah, maybe Thanos was right. Like, maybe this is a good thing. You can't this whole go thing. just talking like that, man. I know. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy talk. God, there's going to be. Okay. So we, we probably need to end this now since we're approaching an hour and a half. Um, there is so much more to talk about. Like, I, I, I don't feel satisfied with our cast, our initial oh, cast sure on this, we'll, other than to say, like, this movie was freaking amazing. Yeah, we'll be back next week with a lot more talk about Infinity War, I'm sure. So we're looking at, at a debut reaching 300 million, I would say is easy. Domestic, easy. Uh, worldwide, I'd say, you know, at first I was talking to a coworker. I was I was telling him like, I don't know, man, a billion on opening weekend seems a little crazy. But Infinity War opening weekend worldwide got around seven seven hundred million. Mm-hmm. So this movie being as good as it is, it's great. But you also have to think like it's so much longer. It's only half an hour longer, and AMC locations are being are are being left open twenty four hours a day, starting like now through I think Monday, wow. to accommodate this movie. And they're taking like eighty percent of their of their their theaters time is for this movie. Wow, that's crazy. It's insane. It's pretty nuts. Well, guys. Thank you for joining us here at our little Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with more talk about in-game. Uh, get your feedback in. We've already got some in, um, but we haven't read it yet because we couldn't read it till we watched the movie. <laughs> we've been, had people f- sending us feedback all week, and we've had to not spoil ourselves. I haven't been able to click on the internet at all. 
it's been real real difficult because there was like there was one person that uh that commented on like our main photo and put a group of spoilery photos on there and I was like delete you comment told me and about that banned. what did they put uh they put it was a four it was a four panel thing one was Tony with the gauntlet and the stones one was uh Peggy leaning on Cap's chest one was uh Pepper kind of hugging Tony, you know, saying goodbye. And then one was old man cap. Wow. That is and an I, asshole. It's yeah. That's why I banned him and deleted the comment. Yeah. Damn. That's awful. Please don't do that guys. People don't want to be spoiled. And so you saw those things. Yes. I saw those things and I'm really good at compartmentalizing spoilers. Right. Yeah. So I just packed that shit up and threw it away. And yeah, we had one guy write in. He said, Hey guys, no spoil. I just saw in game, no spoilers. And then he said, but it is exactly what you guys want. And I immediately knew it was a time travel story. I was like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but. I mean, I, I, I compartmentalized it away. I was like, or I, I, I explained it away. I was like, maybe not. Maybe he just means it fulfills all the things I want. But I have a feeling he's saying it's a time travel story. <laughs> well, not only is it a time travel story, but it fulfills all of the things that we want. That's true. That is it true. It ticks all the boxes. Um, all right, guys. Well, Thanks for joining us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to support the cast, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. We've got a lot of new supporters over there. A lot of people are being very kind with their cash to help us keep this podcast cooking. Uh, we really appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Peace. Until next time, true believers.